T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Sports Saturday underway, great weather day, folks out and about and trying to come to grips with another dreadful Golden Gopher football loss. This week, P.J. Fleck rewarded with another contract extension, and they lay an egg today, getting beat by Illinois at Huntington Bank Stadium 14-6. to Certainly not as bad as getting beat by Bowling Green, a 30-plus point underdog at home at the tail end of the non-conference schedule. Then they reel off four in a row and move to the top of the Big Ten West standings and then just can't do a thing today. Now, I'm going to start up front on this loss today with one thing in particular. They, They have lost a ton of talent at running back. If you're going to defend this football team, and the loss today. You have to start there if you're going to be fair. Mo Ibrahim, not available. He went down early. And, and since then, it's been Trey Potts, and, and, and that's hard to overcome. When you go that deep on the depth chart from top-end talent to guys who weren't expected to play at all this season. That is a tall order, particularly when the football team is built around run first. Uh, they, they didn't have a lot of talent at, at wide out. Uh, there was a lot of thought with the big offensive line and the running back situation that this obviously was going to be a run first team. And you suffered through those injuries, and it is certainly going to take a toll. But with that said, even if you're way down the depth chart at running back, you still should be able to beat Illinois at home. Red beat them up once at Wisconsin, then to Arkansas, now at Illinois. Illinois has been down for years. Uh, you're, you're the leader in the Big Ten West. You've won four in a row in conference play. And it just really was a poor performance all day from the offense. They just could not get it going. And then in the kicking game, miss a field goal at the end of the half, then miss a chip shot extra point. Well, well, that isn't the game. It it still is deflating uh, for Minnesota today. And now 14-6, the loss on the board. And you look at some of the numbers in this game, and it illustrates where the struggles came. 
Tanner Morgan, 15 to 27, 180 yards, no touchdowns, two picks, uh, the dagger at the end that sealed it for Illinois. Um, Kai Thomas, 16 carries, 60 yards. Marquise Irving, five carries, 26 yards. Cole Kramer, four for 20. Tanner Morgan carried the ball 10 times for 17 yards. He was under duress when he dropped back to pass. Uh, And then wide out. Chris Ottman-Bell, their leading receiver, uh, limited to one catch, 24 yards. Dylan Wright, two for 46. Brevin Span Ford, four catches, 49 yards. Just not enough offensively today. They get six points late in the game. Um, they, they were in big trouble all day today. They get beat by Illinois 14-6. to six. They fall to 4-2 and two with Iowa, Indiana, and Wisconsin remaining on the schedule. Extremely disappointing uh, for the Golden Gophers today. And P.J. Fleck rewarded with the contract. Okay, that's part of the game in college football. You have a coach you like. You have a coach that's delivered some level of success. you got to keep him around, especially a young, dynamic coach. Say Minnesota had run the table, got to the Big Ten championship game. Then all of a sudden other programs, oh, P.J. Fleck, I remember him. Maybe he could help us. And then these programs are more willing to write the big check and the buyout check to bring them in. And that still could happen. They they could still beat Iowa, Indiana, and Wisconsin, go to a great bowl game, win that bowl game, and P.J. Flock is going to show up on the radar. And if you think a $10 million buyout or whatever it is is going to dissuade these huge programs with the big money boosters, it isn't. $10 $10 million for some of these big schools and these big booster clubs, it's chump change. Now, would it help Minnesota uh, salve their wounds if they do eventually lose P.J. Fleck? Sure. But whatever that buyout number is, it is not going to dissuade. It's like when a professional sports team is trying to get out of a lease in an arena or a stadium, and the number sounds big to you and me. But in the multi-billion dollar world, the big time professional sports, a $20 million, a $30 million, a $40 million buyout is chump change. Considering the price of admission in some of these leagues is well over a billion dollars. Look at the Timberwolves. Look at, look at what Glenn Taylor, uh, Mark Laurie, and Alex Rodriguez and partners paid for the Timberwolves. They got to pay fifty million dollars to get out of a lease, say, for instance, at Target Center. Big deal, fifty million dollars when you're paying a billion and a half is nothing to get out of a lease. So my point being is, the risk of losing PJ Fleck is still there. If a team wanted it, the buyout is to a program like USC. Or another big-time program that, you know, an OCC school that, that may want his services at some point. But I, I still get back to this football game and what we saw out of this team today. And it's kind of like, yeah, you point to the running back, 
and you give them an excuse. But beyond that, that's pretty hard to take. 651-989-9, or I should say 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. Your thoughts on Golden Gopher football and where it stands right now. Coming off that loss to Bowling Green, it was kind of like, this Golden Gopher football program is back to square one. Then they win four in a row. And you're kind of like, well, okay. They're bowl eligible, and they're leading the Big Ten West. P.J. Fleck gets a contract extension, everybody feeling good, until today. And it didn't go well all day. An 11 a.m. start, and by what, 2.15, the game was over. And Minnesota loses to another underdog at home. Illinois. 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. The ink is dry on the contract. It's too late. Um, But clearly, P.J. Fleck's been around long enough where they should have more depth at wide receiver. Depth at running back, I don't think that's been an issue. Now you're, you're, you're getting way down the depth chart at running back. And I will say, as I said at the top, that is a legitimate excuse. And defensively, you hold Illinois to 14 points. There's, there's no shame in that. With, with the way most college football games are going right now, Nebraska scoring on Ohio State and Lincoln today. Uh, ultimately, Ohio State won the football game. But my point being is, with, with the type of offense we're seeing in college football, holding Illinois to 14 points on a beautiful weather day, I don't think there's any shame in that. I don't think you can hang this on the golden goal for defense at all. This is all on the offense. And then it becomes, now you have a veteran quarterback in Tanner Morgan. How much of this do you put on him? And there were some members in the media today, particularly on Twitter, a lot of the follows, uh, who, who said, what about maybe moving on and, and trying another quarterback at this point in time? It clearly was not working today with Tanner Morgan. So if you've got a thought on any of that, 651-461-9226. Gophers lose to Illinois, and now they've got three remaining in the season. And they are bowl eligible. They will play somewhere uh, over the holidays. Uh, That to be determined. But they will go on the road at Iowa. Uh, The game time has not been announced. A week later, they'll be at Indiana, and then they come home to take on Wisconsin at Huntington Bank Stadium. And none of the game times have been announced. TV will sort that out in in due time. So as good as we were feeling after those four victories at Purdue, home to Nebraska, home to Maryland, and on the road at Northwestern, and, and looking better and better in each victory to now lay another egg at home. It, it was, in a way, reminiscent of what, what happened after the big blowout win at Colorado. Here's a Power 5 program, granted a bottom feeder in a Power 5 conference, but a big win on the road in Boulder, 30-0. to zero. It was like, here we go. And then the Bowling Green fiasco. 
and then a, a bounce back, and I said it at the time. This is a really good win after losing to a 30-point-plus underdog at home to go on the road and win at Purdue. Any win on the road in the Big Ten, hey, that, that's great, even if it is Purdue, even if it is Northwestern. So I gave credit where credit is due, but today, hard to take. 651-461-9226 is their number. Here's the other scores out of the Big Ten today, uh, including games in progress and those early games that have gone final around uh, the upper Midwest and the Big Ten Conference uh, today. As a matter of fact, while we wait for the scoreboard to refresh, uh, why don't we take a break? We'll come back with those scores. And if you have a call or text, feel free to share it. 651-461-9226. But, um, you know, you just get the sense that, for the most part, in all of our lifetimes, this is golden goal for football. You can never feel too good about it for too long. Here at News Talk, E3LWCCO. Tough day at Huntington Bank Stadium. and Big-time football fans in these parts, Gophers, Vikings. This is uh, another low-water mark in a season filled with them. Uh, Vikings, Cowboys. Oh. Um, Gophers, Bowling Green. Gophers, Illinois today. And... We've opened up the text line and the phone lines, and if you want to call, and I, I tend to agree with one of the things I saw on Twitter, and it is, at some point, don't you change it up and do a new look at quarterback. I, I know Tanner Morgan doesn't have a lot of options as far as wideouts go. That was a depth concern going into the season. The running gap back core is decimated by injuries. Uh, we, we don't know how things would have played out. And today, offensively, it was just a major struggle. And I think at some point in time, maybe you've got to change it up. Wasn't Tanner Morgan's day? Do they have another option in the quarterbacking core that can add a new wrinkle or a new look or change things up for what the Illinois coaching staff and Brett Bielema had designed to slow down Tanner Morgan and the golden goal for running game. And, and I think that is a valid point. And from our text line, if the Gophers can go that deep into the running backs, maybe they should go a little deeper into the quarterbacks. Maybe somebody who has a better arm just doesn't hand the ball off. And I, I think quarterback, obviously a lightning rod position. When, when the team gets beat, a lot of people point to that. And once again, I will jump back. They're going way deep on the running back depth chart. That, that's not Tanner Morgan's problem. Um, I think it's more on P.J. Fleck that at this point in time, they don't have more depth and more options at wide receiver. In an era where you have to have balance, where you can't tell opposing teams, even if it's Illinois, that what we're going to do is we're going to try and line up and run the football down your throat. It, it just, more times than not, that doesn't work. And say what you want about Brett Bielema, but he's had some pretty big-time jobs in his career and has had some success against Minnesota. And when an opposing team knows, well, Minnesota's just going to line up and try and smash mouth and run the football down 
our throats. What if that doesn't work? What What's plan B? What's the adjustment? What's the option? And you heard the stat earlier this season. The number of come-from-behind victories in the P.J. Fleck era. It's kind of like, all right, if we can't physically overpower our opponent, then what? And that, that's got to be a concern. All right, let's get to the scores. We promised that. Uh, we've got an update. It leads to Big Ten, some of the top 25 highlights. We'll have the weather at 3.30. Then we'll talk Timberwolves, Chris Hine. Uh, things have gone south for the Timberwolves. I, I hate that this is a theme, but unfortunately it is. By the way, Wild and Penguins tonight. Uh, the Wild have been on a roller coaster ride as of late. All right, let's get to the scores in the Big Ten right now. Number 21, Wisconsin. Uh, they're starting to bounce back. They're leading on the road at Rutgers midway through quarter number two in Piscataway, New Jersey, 10-3. Uh, Penn State leading at Maryland 7-0, just underway, quarter number two. Early in the second, Michigan State ranked number three, fresh off their win over arch rival Michigan, are losing at Purdue 14-7, but it is early in quarter number two. It is a final, Ohio State wins on the road at Nebraska. Wasn't easy for the Buckeyes, final 26-17. Buckeyes 6-0 in the Big Ten East, 8-1 overall, Huskers 3-7, one in six in the Big Ten. Close, but no cigar in Lincoln today. Illinois beat number 20 Minnesota 14-6. to They will quickly drop out of the top 25 in the college football playoff standings. Uh, number 22 Iowa tonight at Northwestern. Can the Hawkeyes bounce back? And with a win would grab a share of the Big Ten West lead with Minnesota coming to Kinnick Stadium next Saturday. Uh, Indiana at number seven, Michigan under the lights tonight. Michigan favored by 20 and a half in that game today. Uh, let's jump over to the uh, top 25 real quickly. Hit some of the highlights anyway. And uh, let, let's start with uh, some of the early finals. Number one, Georgia. No problem with Mizzou. 43 to six in Athens today. North Carolina knocks off number nine, Wake Forest. The dream dies for the Demon Deacons. 58-55, North Carolina wins it. Number 16, Ole Miss beat Liberty 27-14. It was number 25, Pitt beating Duke 54-29. Now some games in progress. Number 6, Cincinnati leading Tulsa 14-3. Sorry, that's the rankings too high for Cincinnati. They, they don't play a great schedule. I, I Sorry. Uh, Navy leading number 10, Notre Dame, 3-0. That would be a shame if Navy was able to win that one. West Virginia leading Oklahoma State uh, early in the second, 3-0. The Cowboys, number 11. Uh, Number 12, Baylor and TCU tied at 7. Jerry Kill, the interim head coach for the Horned Frogs today, keeping an eye on uh, Jerry and the Frogs. Number 13, Auburn. Number 14, Texas A&M. Tied at three in the second. Number 15, BYU all over Idaho State, 28-0 in Utah. That game early in the second. And you're up to date on the stuff in progress. We'll talk about some of the games under the lights tonight a little bit later on in the program. 3.31, we'll have the weather. We'll talk Timberwolves with Chris Hine coming up here on News Talk. 
E3-O-W-C-C-O. Gophers fall to Illinois, 14-6. to They're at Iowa next Saturday. Uh, second tough loss at home. The inexplicable loss to Bowling Green now to Illinois, 14-6. to uh, We'll have more college football later on. We'll, we'll talk high school sports, state soccer title games today at U.S. Bank Stadium. Vikes, they're on the road tomorrow at Baltimore. Uh, we will get into that in more detail before we say goodbye at 6 o'clock. Plus, we'll have regional college football scores and game reports coming up after 4 o'clock as well. Right now, Timberwolves, they take a breather back at it uh, at Memphis on Monday night. We'll get started at 6.30. Cal Soderquist, Alan Horton with all the play-by-play just after 7 o'clock here on the home of the Wolves. Tough times for the Timberwolves after a very promising start to the season. Uh, three and one, including a marquee victory over the defending world champ, Milwaukee Bucks, and uh, Giannis on their home floor. And then they've come back and really struggled at times and uh, just had stretches in some of these games that are just hard to explain and, and even harder to watch. I think of Orlando, uh, the, the two outings with the Clippers, and and now the the Wolves are on a skid and find themselves two games under 500. Joining us to sort all this out, Chris Hine, who covers the Timberwolves for the Star Tribune. And Chris, as good as we were feeling following that Bucks victory, that's all gone south in a hurry. Yeah, it has. Um, you know, and I think the the thing that probably is most disheartening for the Timberwolves during this stretch is you were up 20 in a game against the Clippers last night. You lose by 20, but that's the Clippers. They, they've been in the the West. They were in the Western Conference Finals last year without uh, without Kawhi Leonard. So they're a good team. But that game on Monday against Orlando, to me, that oh. that was that was the biggest the biggest issue of this week. Uh, that's a team that if you have designs on getting out of the Western Conference basement, that's a team on your home floor that you have to beat and. I don't know what the the mindset was or the mentality, but they're winning by double digits, and, it, and for some reason, it, it felt like they were already losing. And then it became kind of a self fulfilling prophecy in the fourth quarter, where Orlando made a run at them, and that was it. That it was over. And you saw kind of a repeat of that, I think, in the second half of last night's game as well, where like the offense just went just went stale, and that was it. And they they didn't they really didn't have any any answer for it or, or any fight back at that point. Yeah, and over the history of the Timberwolves, I I said to people after that Orlando game, that fourth quarter is one of the worst quarters in Timberwolves history. And if you think about the history of this franchise, and I don't know if has anybody dig back and look at dreadful fourth quarters or or games they should have won that they blew, but. That's not going out on a limb. It was that bad. It was. <laughs> I think, it was. I think but what makes it that bad is the context in which you, in which you view it, right? And yeah. you, you, you look at it, you, know, you, you play Denver tough uh, after you beat Milwaukee. And no shame in, no shame in playing Denver tough and, and, and losing because Denver's a good team, even without Jamal Murray right now. Um, but you, you look at Monday, and, and yeah, that's a, te- that's a team you should beat. And it's a team that they beat last year very handily on the road, um, you know, late in the season. And they just I, – I, I, it's so hard to explain where, where it all just went wrong in, in that second half or that fourth quarter. 
Orlando hit a couple shots, and it was like the it was like the Wolves just like like washed their hands of it. It's like, all right, well, we'll try again, we'll try again next time, I guess. Even though there was still like ten minutes left in the game, it was it was it was kind of crazy to to, to see that for sure. Yeah, and with a team that that's young, generally, and uh, still a little bit fragile and trying to figure out their way, that that can derail a lot, and then people start looking around, and it has it has spiraled. After that Orlando loss, they got beat by the Clippers, and you do make a very good point, you know, without Kawhi Leonard. But I still think it goes back to if you want to show you're for real and are going to contend for a playoff spot, even if it's, you know, sneaking into the playoffs at the end of the season, um, that, that that still doesn't fly. I mean, you, you got to win one of those. Yeah, you got you got to you got to take care of that Orlando game. That's that's what yep. I come back to. That was that to me was was a, a clear sign that that this team isn't maybe where it thinks it was at the start of the season, where fans might have hoped it was. That's the kind of game that the Timberwolves of old lose. And if you're serious about you know getting rid of that stigma, that's the kind of game you need to win. And then last night, you know, you think it's headed in one direction, up by twenty. Um, things are going good, and then yeah, they, you know, did the did they get maybe a couple a couple tough whistles? Sure, you know, you could say that uh, they had some foul trouble, but you still got up by twenty points in the game, and the, the referees can't make up a twenty point difference in the score. At some point, you gotta you gotta buckle down. Don't let the referees get in your head as much as they seemed to last night, and because when you do that, you allow the, a team like the Clippers a little bit of room to come back. And before you know it, the 20 point lead is down to 10, down to five. And then, you know, and they were still, the Wolves were still ahead going into that uh, fourth quarter, but did it seem like they were going to hold that lead? Not at all. Just because of, just because of, I think their body language, their attitude and, and how they were on the floor. Yeah. That, that has been a knock on Carl Anthony Towns that he gets so wrapped up in a non call that it, it has a tendency to snowball and carry over into um, the remaining minutes he has on the floor until he can almost go to the bench and cool down that, you know, he, he doesn't get a call or feels like he was wrong and starts drawing with the official. And then he gets distracted and frustrated. And I, I think that's a fair assessment that he's got to get beyond that. That that it is what it is. If if they didn't call a foul, or if they did call a foul on him, move on. It, it's not going to change. It, that's that's very true. And I you know I think he goes in spurts with this. I think he did a good job with that in the Milwaukee game. And sure, there have yeah. been other there have been other times this year where it's really affected him. But you know, I guess I guess it leads to the point where it's like if if Towns is in foul trouble and Edwards is in foul trouble, it, it's you know, there there is such a small margin for error on the roster that you know nothing bad can happen to those guys, right? Like like you can't have you can't have them going out early and playing less than their full complement of minutes, or else you might be in trouble. Uh, same with D'Angelo Russell, who we've seen uh, go out here. You know, as much as Russell has struggled in some games to shoot this year, they could use a guy who traditionally 
shoots the ball like he does on the floor in a situation like last night or, uh, uh, or even Monday when he missed the second half. So there is, there is a small margin for error with this team just because I, I you know, I, I don't think they quite have the, the quality of depth. They have, they have a, a deep team, but I just, you know, I don't think they have the, the kind of, uh, firepower to, to replace those guys, especially on the offensive end of the floor. If they get in foul trouble and have to sit for longer than they might, uh, than they might have to in a, in a, in a regular game where they're not in foul trouble. Chris Hang joining us from the start tribune covers the Timberwolves. Um, I've known Kevin Lynch for a long time. We've been friends. We did go for hoops way back in the day together for a couple of years. And, um, he, he's joined me a couple of times and before the season, he brought this point up, and it's really stood out to me because I've paid a lot more attention to it, and that is the Timberwolves' just simple lack of size and how much pressure that puts on Cat inside, and they don't have a lot of other options. So if you want to get up and down the floor and you want to play in transition and you want to make a lot of threes, great, but in the half court, the Timberwolves can get exposed. And there are teams, particularly in the Western Conference, we've seen it over the years with the Memphis Grizzlies. You brought up uh, the, the, the Denver Nuggets and other, where, where the Timberwolves just don't have the size, you know, to compete. And it, it stands out at times. It does. And you saw last night, too, with the Clippers, how, how much they were able to focus their defensive attention around around Towns, you know, sparking him, doubling him on the catch. Um, and, you know, at that point, you've got to – he's got to get the ball out of his hands because he, he can't bully his way to, through two and three guys. And guys have to make shots. Guys have to hit these shots. And, and for yes. the most part of the season, they haven't hit the shots when it's mattered. Um, Anthony Edwards right now is about the only person that can take anybody off the dribble. There's very little dribble penetration um, on this team. So, you know, when you talk about maybe needing to get to the rim more, um, that's a lot to ask of a 20-year-old. And, and you know, he's he's done it very well in some games this year. And last night I think he, you know, he, he, he pulled back a little bit, started selling for some jump shots. Um, but at the same time, he explained last night that, hey, it gets tiring to, to always have to go to the basket. And, you know, especially if you're not getting a call or if you're not finishing. And before you know it, the other team's, you know, running down, running down the, uh, the other way for a layup. So, you know, he's got to get, he's got to get a little help. If Russell's able to come back on Monday, I think that'll help. But, you know, this was the easiest part of their schedule. And, you know they're coming out of it three and five instead of you know let's say five and three or or six and two, which were all very uh, very much in the cards uh, based on these last four games here. But they ended up not winning any of them. Yeah, in a tough trip, Memphis traditionally tough matchup for the Timberwolves because they are the ultimate grinded out physical team uh, in the NBA. Traditionally, they've been that way, and then they go out west. They'll be in the Bay Area with the Warriors. And then uh, a two-night stand at Staples with the Lakers and these same Clippers, and they're very familiar with the Clippers now. Yep, and and this is traditionally the, the time of year when, at least in my four seasons covering the Wolves, that seasons have taken a turn south. Um, the first West Coast trip. I remember my first 
season was uh, the year Jimmy Butler was traded, and that came at the end of, I believe, an 0-5 West Coast trip. Uh, the year after, they were playing well to start the season under Ryan Saunders. They go out west. I think they might have gone 0-4 on that trip, and it just spiraled into a, a, a long losing stretch. And Then last year, they, they win a game at Utah. Uh, Towns injures his wrist late in that game. I think they started the season 2-0. and And then the next couple of games were against the Lakers and Clippers at Staples Center, and they got pummeled. And, it again, it led to a stretch of, of long losing. So this is traditionally the point in the year where things, the, 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 the honeymoon period of the first couple of weeks wears off and reality starts to hit about what this team actually is. And we'll see what they're, we'll see what they're made of over these next four games here. Yeah, we'll find out starting on Monday night at Memphis. We'll be on the air at 6.30. Then Wednesday in the Bay Area, and then next Friday and Saturday night uh, out at Staples Center in Los Angeles with the Lakers and Clippers. Cal Soderquist, Alan Horton all season long. Chris, always good to visit with you. Thanks so much for the time. I enjoy your coverage. No problem. Thanks so much, Steve. Thanks for having me on, as always. All right, there he is, Chris Hine of the Star Tribune, online at startribune.com. Quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk some college football. Uh, number of the regional games going final, MIAC, Northern Sun. Uh, the regular season's rapidly winding down. Playoff pictures coming into focus. We'll have that coverage. Oh, by the way, we'll go outdoors following the news and weather at 4. Steve Carney is going to join us. Steve Carney, outdoors. After 4 o'clock here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. A lot of long faces around town, especially if they're fans of Golden Go for football. They get beat 14-6. to 6. A Bright spot, though, the weather today. It is great. Uh, and a great day at the U for a football game. Too bad that the team didn't oblige. Illinois wins at 14-6. to 6. We'll have much more college football coverage coming up through the day. Uh, they're playing indoors. Typically, it's a really good thing to have the state soccer championship games indoors at U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, They could have played outside today for sure. And uh, state champions are being crowned. Let's start with the boys. Uh, 3A champion, Moundsview, beat Rosemount 3-2. So the Mustangs are your 3A soccer champs. Uh, Still in progress, Orono and Holy Angels in the 2A championship. title game they they just got underway at 3 30 today and then uh, coming up tonight at 8 30 uh late start will be uh, the boys 1a championship game number one seed southwest christian against number three st paul humboldt open world learning co-op and then uh, the girls they're playing today as well six soccer games at u.s bank stadium on championship saturday in the 3A girls soccer title game, it was Stillwater beating Centennial 1-0. That was an early start today. They had to go at 8 a.m. And uh, just winding down, uh, the 2A girls soccer championship game, Matamidi and Benilde St. Margaret's. Haven't seen an updated final on that. Now we do have a final. Uh, Matamidi wins at 3-1. Zephyrs are your 2A girls soccer champion. And uh, coming up later on, 6 o'clock tonight, Number two, Minnehaha Academy. Number five, Breck School for the 1A championship. So, soccer today, Natana High School football around the state of Minnesota. Second round in 6A and section finals in class 5A through 9-man. And we'll, we'll get into that 
uh, a little bit and take a look at some of the scores around the state of Minnesota and what happened. And now they're going to go Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in uh, the next round. This will be uh, in 5A through 9-man state quarterfinal action. It'll be the third round of that 32-team bracket in 6A. And let's get you some of the scores last night, some of the upsets. I did see uh, Andover take down Elk River. Last night I was there uh, for that one on QCTV and QCTV.org. And it was uh, the number one seed Andover taking down number two Elk River in that game last night. But uh, around the area and around the state of Minnesota, a ton of matchups. And and let's get into all of the finals and uh, some of these scores, courtesy of uh, the Minnesota Football Hub, a product of the Star Tribune. And uh, Eden Prairie nips Lakeville North 14-10. to uh, Some other scores out of Class 6A. Farmington shut out Minnetonka 34-0. Big win for the Tigers. Minnetonka had a pretty good football team. Maple Grove wallops Eastridge 42-13. Woodbury stops Rosemount 20-3. A Woodbury, a really good year in the East Metro this year. A little bit under the radar, but Woodbury Beats the Irish 20-3. Why is that upset? Stillwater, a number one seed, 28-7 in the round of 16. Lakeville South all over Anoka, 67-14. Shakopee takes down Blaine, 20-13. The Bengals' first round win over Totino Grace. An extra point was the difference, and they play uh, the Sabres tough on the road, but Shakopee wins it. Um. Some other scores of note. Becker, the number one all year in 4A. They beat Alexandria in the Section 8 championship game. Uh, or they beat Detroit Lakes 35-15 in that Section 8 4A championship game. Uh, some more 6A action. St. Michael Albertville outscores Centennial. They come back to do it. Knights win at 38-35. Uh, both teams had really Good season. So you're up to date on some of the scores from high school football last night around the state of Minnesota. Uh, real quickly, let's let's jump back to the Big Ten, see what's going on there. We already touched in gory detail. Minnesota's loss to Illinois, 14 to six. Wisconsin now pulling away from Rutgers, 31 to six in Piscataway, New Jersey, late second quarter, and the Badgers, lo and behold, could grab a share of the Big Ten West lead with a victory today. And, of course, they come to Minnesota with Paul Bunyan's axe on the line at the end of November. Once again, Badgers lead it 31-3 to late second quarter. Penn State leading at Maryland 7-0 midway through quarter number two. Late second quarter, Purdue leading number three Michigan State 21-7. to So the Spartans knock off Michigan last week. Now they're in trouble on the road at Purdue. Ohio State won at Nebraska 26-17. to Number five, Ohio State still unbeaten in the Big Ten. They have one loss, and their home's still alive in the college football playoff. Uh, coming up tonight, number 22, Iowa at Northwestern. The Hawkeyes with a win could grab his share of the Big Ten West lead. And Indiana at number seven, Michigan tonight. That rounds down what's going on in the Big Ten. Coming up after four, we'll go outdoors with Steve Carney, and then we'll jump into a college football final Saturdays with scores and game reports from all around the upper Midwest here on News Talk E3O WCCO. And I want to get you up to date on the weather real quickly. 
things will change by the end of the week, and that's what I want to get into for just a moment. Uh, sunny now, 64 degrees. Tonight, clear and 45. Tomorrow, sunny, delightful, 65. And then on Monday, a little cooler, sunny and 58. Tuesday, sunny and 55. Rain in the forecast by Wednesday evening and a high of 53. On Thursday, Veterans Day, a 50% chance of rain and a high of only 47. And then by Friday, a chance of rain or snow and a high of only 37. So enjoy the next few days. Here in these parts, great opportunity to get some stuff done outside. We'll have the news. We'll have the weather in a moment here on CCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.